well, the planet's on fire, but we're not going to indict the oil company executives who break the law every day here in America by bribing our politicians and covering up evidence that they're heating up the planet. No, instead, to prove that we're a nation of laws, we're indicting Donald Trump. The former president confirmed late Thursday night that he has been indicted by the attorney general's special counsel, Jack Smith. Trump has reportedly been ordered to appear in a Miami court on Tuesday for arraignment, marking the first time in American history that a former president or any president in America has been criminally indicted in a federal court. There are now reports that indictment that that indictment stems from Trump's mishandling of White House classified documents, documents he took back to Mar-a-Lago after he lost the 2020 presidential election. All this coming two months after the Manhattan District Attorney indicted Donald Trump for falsifying business records and violating campaign finance law when he paid hush money to porn star Stormy Daniels during the run-up to the 2016 presidential election. That trial is scheduled for right after Super Tuesday in 2024, a race for the Republican presidential nomination that Donald Trump appears to still be leading in. Now, in August of last year, to refresh your memory on this indictment and how it came about, back in August of last year, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago searching for documents the raid was necessitated after the National Archives told the Justice Department that Donald Trump was not cooperating. He was refusing to turn over papers that belonged to the government. When the FBI searched the premises, they discovered classified material, even though the former president had insisted they wouldn't find any. The Justice Department is reportedly still not certain they have retrieved all the classified documents. Trump gets a bump in the polls whenever law enforcement cracks down on him so he can expect a few more bumps. The district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia, is expected to hand down an indictment for election tampering sometime in August. This after a non-binding a non grand jury reportedly recommended he should be charged. The attorney general of New York, Letitia James, is suing Donald Trump in civil court right now for falsifying his taxes as well as falsifying loan documents. He has uh, now been forced to agree to have all his bookkeeping supervised by the attorney general's office. And that's just the tip. That's just the tip. Jack Smith, the special counsel, has two grand juries that we know of, one in Miami, that's the grand jury that reportedly indicted him for mishandling classified materials. And there's one in Washington, D.C. that is reportedly looking into Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election, as well as instigate the storming of the Capitol on January 6. The Justice Department so far has charged 1,000 January 6 protesters with the crime and has gotten seditious conspiracy convictions recently, this year, on the leader of the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys. Stephen Miller was Donald Trump's political advisor in the White House who came up with the plan to separate migrant mothers from their children 
Here he is on Fox News Thursday night after Trump made the announcement that he's about to be indicted. That I believe history will record today is the day that we ceased to be a democratic republic and we became a people ruled by an unelected government bureaucracy. Okay. Alina Habab is one of Donald Trump's attorneys. After Trump announced Thursday night that he had been indicted, she went on Fox News to accuse the Justice Department of suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. And what they do is they say, oh, look at this shiny ball, Jesse. Look at this shiny ball. Let's go after Trump. Whatever you hear about the Bidens, don't worry about it. Trump, Trump, Trump. It's called Trump derangement syndrome. And now it's becoming so sick. They are politicized. I'm embarrassed to be a lawyer at this moment. Honestly, I am ashamed. I am ashamed to be a lawyer. I'm ashamed. We're ashamed that you're a lawyer as well. Before the indictments were handed down, President Biden got asked if he was contaminating the process by constantly calling Attorney General Merrick Garland and pushing him for an indictment. So what do you say to Americans to convince them that they should trust the independence and fairness of the Justice Department when your predecessor, Donald Trump, repeatedly attacks it? Because you notice I have never once, not one single time, suggested to the Justice Department what they should do or not do relative to bringing a charge or not bringing a charge. I'm honest. When news first broke of the indictment Thursday night, the White House said it was the first time they had heard about it. Meanwhile, there are reports that the Justice Department will be asking a Washington, D.C. grand jury to indict Trump on violation of the Espionage Act for his mishandling of those government documents. Here is what we know early, early Friday morning. Trump is expected to arrive in a Miami courtroom at 3 p.m. on Tuesday. We believe there are reports that he faces seven counts. Trump's lawyers have said they have not read the indictment yet. They are expected to read it when it's released, unveiled on Tuesday. There are reports that the Miami grand jury, that they will indict Trump on violation of the Espionage Act. There are also reports that the indictment will include conspiracy to obstruct justice as well as witness tampering. Meanwhile, lawyers representing Donald Trump in the civil suit, Trump lost E. Jean Carroll, are asking for a new trial. Trump has been ordered to pay E. Jean Carroll $5 million in damages, damages including defamation, as well as for the pain he caused when he sexually assaulted her. If you remember, the jury concluded that he sexually assaulted her but did not rape her. Republican congressman from New York, George Santos, if you recall, has been indicted by the attorney general for financial crimes. He posted somehow a $500,000 bond, which he's free on. And now a judge has ordered him to reveal who came up with the $500,000. He did not want to reveal where he got the $500,000. We're going to find out. And now, according to Mother Jones, David Korn, writing over at Mother Jones, his attorney, George Santos's attorney, who will be representing him in this trial, was there on January 6th. Joseph Murray and one of his associates uh, were in the crowd that surrounded the Capitol on January 6th. 
Here, <laughs> there's a picture of George Santos's attorney. That's the guy you want representing you. Well, listeners to this program know America is undergoing a national state of emergency for members of the LGBTQ community. Because the Republican Party has nothing to offer, they have made life unsafe for the LGBTQ community. For the first time in its 40-year history, Human Rights Campaign, the largest LGBTQ lobbying organization in America, had to declare a national emergency this week, warning that more than 75 anti-LGBTQ bills have been passed into law in state legislatures around the country, thereby making it unsafe for members of their community. Here is President Joe Biden today, I'm sorry, Thursday, speaking out against the raft of hate crimes as well as the raft of laws that have been passed against the LGBTQ community. There's something shocking here. You'll note that he mentions in some states here in the United States, it is still perfectly legal to fire someone because you don't approve of their sexual identity. You have some hysterical and I would argue prejudiced people who are engaged in all what you see going on around the country. It's, a, it's an appeal to fear and it's an appeal that is totally, thoroughly unjustified and ugly. It's wrong for that a person can be married in the morning in the United States and uh, fired in the afternoon by their employer because they are, uh, they're gay. Um, it's wrong that the violence and hate crimes targeting LGBTQ people is rising. It's wrong that extreme officials are pushing hateful bills targeting transgender children, terrifying families, and criminalizing doctors. These are our kids. The Reverend Pat Robertson died yesterday at the age of not soon enough. Pat Robertson linked the worship of the devil to homosexuality. So happy gay pride month. Well, California is not Florida. Rob Bonda is the California state attorney general. This week, he put the city of Temecula in Southern California on notice that they better not expunge the teaching of LGBTQ rights in their schools. Governor Gavin Newsom, Democrat, and California Attorney General Rob Banta have told the Temecula Valley Unified School District Board of Education to explain themselves. They want to know why they rejected the Social Studies Alive program for first through fifth grade students. The Social Studies Alive program is a curriculum adopted by the state of California that celebrates the freedom to love and live the way you choose. Gavin Newsom issued a statement in his warning to, to Temecula saying California is closely watching the actions of malicious actors seeking to ban books whitewash history and demonize the LGBTQ community in Temecula and across the state. If the law is violated, there will be repercussions. You're looking at Rob Bonda. He's the state attorney general. 
acting on orders from California Governor Gavin Newsom. Meanwhile, three people were arrested outside the Glendale Unified School District building in Glendale, California, a suburb of Los Angeles. Parents were clashing over the promotion and teaching of LGBTQ rights in that city's school system. A, a brawl broke out. It was on Tuesday. Hundreds of protesters showed up to either support or oppose the school deciding to recognize June as Pride Month. Like these parents have nothing better to do than worry about Pride Month. Well, Miami-Dade County, Florida, is the largest school district in America. And thanks to Ron DeSantis, they're banning books, banning books on gay rights or anything that addresses the history of African-Americans. Los Angeles is the second largest school district in America, and they are all in on not just protecting the LGBTQ community, but celebrating it as well. Pride. Pride. Now, Jackie Goldberg is the president of the Los Angeles School District, and she took time out of a school district meeting to read from the great big book of families. She read the opening statement by the author of the great big book of families. The name is uh, British author Mary Hoffman, and the book begins, in real life, families come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Some children live with mummy and daddy, or just their mummy or daddy, or sometimes mummy and mummy, or daddy and daddy. A federal judge has blocked the enforcement of Florida's new law preventing doctors from providing medical care to transgender minors. The judge, a Clinton appointee, said gender identity is real. So he blocked portions of Ron DeSantis's new Florida law banning transgender minors from receiving puberty blockers. The judge ruled that the state has no basis, legal or medical, for denying puberty blockers to transgender minors. Meanwhile, Montana has signed into law this year the strictest anti-trans bill in the country. It makes it a crime for drag queens to appear before children in public. This despite the governor's own son identifying as non-binary and begging his father not to sign the bill. Governor Gianforti, Republican, well, he's all man. He got into trouble a few years ago when he was running for office uh, by roughing up a British reporter. He body slammed a British reporter. He leads with his fists because he's all man. And this has created a problem for a trans writer who was hoping to speak at the Butte, Montana Library about indigenous people and trans rights, but the library told her it's impossible because of this new law. She is not allowed to speak at a library, not because she's a drag queen, but because she's transgender. Her name is Adria Jawart, and she was supposed to give an indigenous history lecture at the library 
in Butte, Montana. The NAACP recently issued a travel advisory for Florida, saying it is no longer safe for African-Americans to visit Ron DeSantis's Florida. So has several leading Hispanic and gay rights organizations. They've, they've issued travel advisories. The Orlando Sentinel is reporting that two groups in the past week, because of this, have canceled conventions scheduled for Orlando, saying they don't feel safe coming to Orlando. One of the conventions was uh, organized by AnitaB.org. That's an organization of female and non-binary tech workers. So it's moving its annual convention out of Orlando, saying they don't feel safe because of Ron DeSantis. This is a story from the Orlando Sentinel, and it's written by, I thought I would just point this out, Skylar Swisher. Great name for a Skylar Swisher. Can't think of a better surname byline for a story about the LGBTQ community. You, you go, Skylar Swisher. Hey, remember Amy Cooper? Back in May of 2020, she was walking her dog in Central Park in New York. And when an African-American bird watcher named Christian Cooper, they both had the same name, but uh, different people. Uh, he's black, she's white. Uh, Christian Cooper, bird watcher, asked Amy Cooper to put her dog on a leash because dogs chase after birds and he watches birds. But she refused to put her dog on a leash, which is in violation of the rules in Central Park. So we began to film her. And this prompted her to call the police. You remember this? She tried to get him arrested. She's white. He's an African-American male. So when you threaten to get an African-American male arrested in New York, you're threatening possible uh, getting beaten, Be getting beaten. This is uh, Amy Cooper back in May of 2020 being the Central Park Karen. Sir, I'm asking you to stop. Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording me. Please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. I'm taking a picture of calling the cops. Please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. Look how she treats her dog. Look how she treats her dog. I'm in the Ramble, and there is a man, African-American, he has a bicycle helmet. He is recording me and threatening me and my dog. There is an African-American man, I am in Central Park. He is recording me and threatening myself and my dog. And my I'm sorry, I can't hear you either. I'm being threatened by a man in the Ramble. Please send the cops immediately. I'm in Central Park in the Ramble. I don't know. Thank you. Isn't that wonderful? How many times did she say it was an African-American male and really mishandled the dog? That you know, that's... Anyway, well... Uh, she soon became known as the Central Park Karen and had to go into hiding, and she lost her job. She was fired, and she doesn't think that's fair. 
She doesn't think she should be fired because she's a racist. So she sued and she sued. But this week, once again, a judge ruled that she's still fired from Franklin Templeton. I believe that's an insurance group, an investment house. And uh, they fired her and they said that they looked at the tape and we do not tolerate racism of any kind. I love that. I love that in sometimes there's justice that people can look at a tape and a judge will rule that, no, uh, you're, the company you work for has every right to accuse you of racism. It looks <laughs> like you're a racist, Amy Cooper, and you're fired. Gone. That's justice. This is not justice. Julian Assange lost another appeal this week in Great Britain after a judge ruled that he can be extradited to America to face charges for violation of the Espionage Act. As the founder of WikiLeaks, Assange released classified documents and videos, several of which showed American soldiers committing war crimes, like American helicopter pilots in Iraq laughing while they committed war crimes, gunning down innocent reporters. And yet, the only indictments to get handed down from WikiLeaks are against Julian Assange. This is a disgrace. This is a disgrace. And by the way, last year, a British judge stopped the extradition, saying that the current state of American prisons are such that should Julian Assange be held in one, he would surely commit suicide. That's the American justice system. Well, the United States Supreme Court surprised everybody on Thursday, ruling that Alabama's congressional maps drawn after the last sentence, census, last census denied blacks the right to vote. It ordered Alabama to redraw the maps, and this could make it easier to send a Democrat to Washington from Alabama. This was a surprise ruling involving the Voting Rights Acts of 64 and 65, which Clarence Thomas does not approve of. Uh Clarence Thomas is the second African-American to serve on the Supreme Court. He sided with the conservative judges who saw nothing wrong with Alabama's voting map. He has a problem, Clarence Thomas, with the Civil Rights Acts of 64 and 65. Last year, Thomas penned a decision that made it easier for New Yorkers to carry a gun. And on Thursday, Democratic Governor of California, Gavin Newsom, said he's going to use some extra cash lying around. Uh, he has extra cash. If you, were, if you recall, they tried to recall Gavin Newsom last year. He won. He's got some extra cash sitting around. So he's going to use that to launch a campaign to pass a 28th Amendment to the United States that will alter the Second Amendment because we have Supreme Court justices who can't read the Second Amendment properly. So 
He wants to pass a 28th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. According to Gavin Newsom, his 28th Amendment would accomplish four things. It would ban civilians from purchasing assault weapons. It would raise the minimum age for buying a gun or a rifle to 21. Universal background checks would be mandatory. And this amendment to the Constitution would require a reasonable waiting period for gun purchases. I don't think you should sell a gun to somebody who says, I need a gun right now. If you, if you can't wait a couple of days to buy a gun, you shouldn't be allowed to own one. Well, Newsom is one of the most vocal critics of Ron DeSantis. We talked about this yesterday. As governor of Florida, DeSantis has been sending political operatives to Texas. I mean, this is just incredible. I mean, this is, this is what he does as the governor of Florida. Imagine what he would do if he were president. DeSantis, as governor of Florida, sends his political operatives to Texas. He rounds up migrants and then ships them off to sanctuary cities like Martha's Vineyard and, of course, San Francisco and Sacramento, the capital of California, where Gavin Newsom lives. As I reported yesterday, a sheriff in Texas has recommended that the San Antonio, Texas district attorney file charges against Ron DeSantis's office for coming into the sovereign state of Texas, grabbing migrants, no authority. These aren't cops. These are just Florida political operatives, freelancing, grabbing migrants in Texas that were under the, these are migrants who were under the jurisdiction of Texas and what? Kidnapping them as a political stunt to fly them either to Martha's Vineyard or California. The attorney general for California, Bob Bonda, is now looking into kidnapping charges. Now, maybe against Ron DeSantis, but certainly for his operatives. Here is Gavin Newsom on the Today Show Thursday morning. We played a portion of this yesterday, but it this bears repeating. This is this is Gavin Newsom describing just how evil, and I do mean evil, this is how evil Ron, Ron DeSantis is. Here's a governor from the state of Florida that is using taxpayer money, and he had to go to another state to find people under false pretense. I don't think this, I know this. I talked to the migrants, lied to them, took them into another state by bus, and then took them on a chartered flight to Sacramento, lying to them that they had help on the other side, knocked on the door, and they left these migrants right there on the steps. What kind of human being does that? What kind? A monster. Ron DeSantis is a monster, and he's a failure. Ron DeSantis is a failure who didn't serve our country. He was a JAG officer. That's you wear a uniform, but you're an attorney. The, and I've said this and I'll say it because he's going to talk about being a veteran. He was a JAG officer, which means he handles court martials. The only action he saw was when he was stationed at Gitmo and laughed while they waterboarded and force fed the detainees. 
He is a monster, a sadistic monster. DeSantis is a failure. He is a failure. He has some of the highest deaths per capita from COVID. He claims it's success. Go look it up. Florida has some of the highest deaths per capita from COVID. Florida has the highest high school dropout rate. He's so busy on parental rights in schools, he has the highest high school dropout rate. Law and order, fascist. Florida has the highest crime rate in America, the highest number of drug overdoses in America, and the highest number of people lacking health insurance. Failure. He gets an F. He's a failure. He can't deliver. And that's why he's a fascist, because fascists can't deliver. All they can do is make money for their donors. And as things fall apart around them, as they always do, they deflect the blame away from the donors. And who do you blame? Find somebody to demonize. Scapegoat the migrants. Scapegoat the LGBTQ community. Scapegoat the most vulnerable people in our society. It is the definition of evil. Ron DeSantis is pure, unadulterated, undiluted evil to target the most vulnerable transgender minors, migrants, by every holy book ever written. Ron DeSantis is pure evil, and it gets worse. His venality, here's the thing about venality, it's bad for business, and not just because of the boycotts. It's bad for business. You see, he just passed a new law to terrorize migrants in Florida. You know, it wasn't enough to go to Texas and kidnap them and send them off to California or Martha's Vineyard. That wasn't enough. He's now passed laws in Florida that targets... Migrants who work the field, and that's bad for business. See, we've always had a strategic ambiguity when it comes to migrants, because the truth is we need them. We need them to do the jobs that Americans don't want to do. And we also need migrants for scapegoating. Right. So there's a strategic ambiguity in the Republican Party. You, they never want to solve the immigration problem because they need the immigrants. They need the migrants to do the work and they need the migrants to demonize. Right. So, as I said, Ron DeSantis, he's basically a satanic terrorist. He's terrorizing children and migrants. He passed this law to terrorize the Central Americans and the Mexicans who picked the food in Florida. And that's bad for business because they're moving to other states. I'm going to play a clip for you that, that gives away the game. So Republicans represent the farmers, the agricultural people, the sugarcane, the tomato growers, right? And the agricultural owners 
are pissed at Ron DeSantis because they they can't get anybody to pick their crops. So Republicans met quietly with Hispanic leaders and they asked the Hispanic leaders to tell their people not to be afraid. Please tell your people to stay here in Florida and pick our fruits and vegetables. They literally said during the meeting that these laws are just there to scare people. Political. They said these are just political laws. We're just doing this for political reason. We're only terrorizing you people for political reasons to get votes. That's it. But we don't mean it. Here is Rick Roth. He is a Republican member of the Florida legislature. This is a Republican, Rick Roth. He represents Florida's 85th House District in the state legislature. He represents parts of Palm Beach County. Now, I'm Jewish, and I have a lot of relatives and friends who live in or around Palm Beach. I don't know if Rick Roth is Jewish or not. Uh, it tends to be a Jewish last name. Uh, I'm going to play a clip of Rick Roth. And here he is giving away the game. He's a Republican. Here he is, Rick Roth, giving away the game, telling Hispanic leaders, don't pay attention to Ron DeSantis. This is just political. Please pick our fruits and vegetables. Did I get it? Yes. Oh, here we go. This bill is 100% supposed to scare you. Y la mala noticia es que este este proyecto de ley 100% tiene el propósito de darles miedo. I'm a farmer and the farmers are mad as hell. Yo soy un agricultor y los agricultores están bien bravos. We are losing employees. They're already starting to move to Georgia and other states. It's urgent that you talk to all your people and, and convince them that you have resources, state representatives, and other people that can explain the bill to you. Es urgente que ustedes hablen con sus personas porque tenemos representantes estatales que pueden explicarles este proyecto de ley. We have the best. We had the best president in my in my life in the last 30 years, and I'm still supporting Donald Trump. I love my governor. He's the greatest governor. He's the greatest governor. Okay, so his name is Rick Roth. Now, I, I as I said, Roth is usually a Jewish name, Philip Roth. I don't know if Rick Roth is a member of my tribe. But he represents Palm Beach, where a lot of people of my tribe live. I ask the voters, especially the Jewish voters in Palm Beach, Florida, is this how a Jew behaves? Should a Jewish man be terrorizing the least among us, demanding that uh, you, you pass bills demanding to see 
your papers, your work papers. And then when everybody gets frightened and leaves Florida, you say, oh, it's just political. It's just political. We mean you no harm. Bullshit. Is this what the Jewish voters, my people in Palm Beach, Rick Roth, who represents Florida's 85th House District in the state legislature, is this who you want representing you, especially if you're Jewish, given our history? Rick Roth, shame on you. He continues. Let me play some more of this. This is more of a political bill than it is policy. It does give more police state powers going forward to deal with immigration, but still, this is mainly a political bill. Thank you very much. So he's saying this bill that terrorizes migrants, it's just there to give the police more power. Please pick our fruits and vegetables. If you know anybody who lives in Palm Beach and you're Jewish, call them and tell them about Rick Roth, Republican. No Jew should ever, ever talk this way. I don't know if he's Jewish. I don't know if Rick Roth is Jewish, but I know my people live in Palm Beach. No Jew votes for Rick Roth. This is not how you treat anybody, especially members, the, the most vulnerable members of our community, especially given the history of the 20th century. You're a POS, Rick Roth. It's too bad Jews don't believe in hell. Maybe, maybe we can build a hell for Rick Roth. I don't know if he's a member of my tribe. What a piece of shit. Well, air pollution in the United States is uh, the worst. New York City now has the worst air pollution ever in the history of New York City. And as I said yesterday, that includes the Ted Nugent concert in Madison Square Garden. Worst air pollution ever. And of course, it's brought to you by Shell Oil. Tonight, it's brought to you by Shell Oil. And people are looking for somebody to blame. America has a lot of stupid people. So they see the smoke and they say, who caused this? And they say, it's from Canada. And they're blaming Canada. It's Canada's fault. They're not taking care of their forests properly. Nothing to do with Shell or ExxonMobil or America leaving the Paris Climate Accords and then kind of coming back, but not really doing enough to go carbon neutral. No, it's Canada's fault that the fires have started. It's Canada's fault that they're not getting enough rain and snow. There are some really stupid people here in America, and they all vote Republican. So the worst pollution I've ever seen in my life and I used to live in, uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, there are hundreds of wildfires in Canada. And AOC, Congresswoman AOC from New York, said what had to be said. And Chuck Schumer, the majority leader of the Senate, said what had to be said. 
It's caused by climate catastrophe, the burning of fossil fuels. But Republican Congressman Mark Molinaro from New York, he was on Fox and Friends Thursday morning, and he did what Republicans always do. He hid behind the troops, this time the firefighters. He said, now is not the time to politicize the wildfires. He said, we have to think about the firefighters. It's kind of like when the Republicans invaded the wrong countries after 9-11. And instead of prosecuting the Bush administration, we were told, oh, don't play politics while soldiers are in harm's way. No, no. They're in harm's way because you committed a crime. We should have prosecuted George W. Bush for Iraq and Afghanistan and for the towers coming down on 9-11, right? We're, we're so busy indicting Donald Trump, which we should, but all of a sudden we're a nation of laws, but we still don't know. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to talk about 9-11. Look, the Republican Party is beholden to the fossil fuel industry the fossil fuel industry is murdering our planet. But here is the congressman, Mark Molinaro, Republican, on Fox and Friends Thursday morning, telling us, don't politicize it. AOC can say for lecturing for the uh, for the floor of the House. Uh, right now, there are countless firefighters. Uh, there are families being impacted, senior citizens, folks with respiratory issues. Uh, there's little question that Canada needs to obviously focus on on, on forest management. Uh, but but this isn't the the, the the moment to start lecturing people uh, about about the science of uh, climate change. Right now, it's about putting out a fire and keeping people safe. Okay, so I'm gonna I have to wrap it up. I'll play more tomorrow. I'm out of time. But I'm just going to let these uh, next couple of clips speak for themselves without any commentary. I don't know if you saw this guy. He was on Laura Ingram and he used to be. <laughs> this is, it's so funny. It's, you know, it's farce. Marx is right. It's far History repeats itself. Uh, first is tragedy and then is farce. This guy used to be a lobbyist for the tobacco industry. And uh, now he's a climate change denier. So, of course, he's got a open door invitation over at Fox News. Here he is. No comment. I, I'm not going to I have I I'm not going to argue, talk back. I'm just going to play you what he said to Laura Ingram. Look, the air is ugly. It's unpleasant to breathe. And for a lot of people, they get uh, anxiety over it. But the reality is there's no health risk. Okay, there's uh, EPA research. They've done lots of clinical research on uh, asthmatics, on elderly asthmatics, on children, on elderly with heart disease. Um, not a cough or a wheeze from any of them. We have this kind of air in India and China all the time. Um, no public health emergency. This is Steve Malloy. He's a climate science denier. He used to work for the tobacco industry. He is a hideous human being. I mean, just look at this guy. He is gro he's a grotesquery. Let me just continue to play. Uh, he brought up uh, particulates in the air. And uh, uh, Laura Ingram asked what a particulate in the air is. Did I play it? What am I doing here? Sorry.
This doesn't kill anybody. This doesn't make anybody cough. This is not a health event. This has got nothing to do with climate. First off, these, this is wildfire smoke. This is natural. <laughs> he, said, he said, this is wildfire smoke. It's natural. If it's natural, it has to be good for you, right? Like tobacco. You know, you used to be a lobbyist for the tobacco industry. It's natural. How could it be bad for you? Tobacco's a plant, you POS. You know, oil is natural. It's It comes from the ground. It can't be bad for you if it's <laughs> natural. This breeds stupidity. This is what they did with the Dominion voting. They, they lost. What did they lose? Close, they, they just lost that case. And uh, now... They're still having people on who are lying. Laura Ingram knows he's lying. Somebody should sue Fox News again. So Laura Ingram got a little spooked and she asked about particulates in the air because this is a problem for climate uh, change deniers, climate science deniers, because they breathe the same air that we do. And they're anti-maskers. So... They're really screwed. Here's Laura Ingram getting a little spooked. What it's is it? Is it a health health concern? Part, no, particulate matter is very fine soot. Um, the, <laughs> well, you don't want to be breathing that just, in all well, day. They're just carbon particles. They're innocuous. Okay, by them, they're innocuous. There's nothing in them. Uh, they have no effect. The EPA has all this testing on real live human beings that shows no effect. This is total junk science. Particulates, they're just fine. They're fine particles. They're fine. They wouldn't be called. Why are they called fine if they're bad for you? They're fine. Well, she got a little spooked and she realized, well, wait a second. Uh, we can't tell people uh, not to worry about this. So you go to plan B, find somebody to blame. War. We have to go to war over these fires. They never, ever mention the fact at the top that China is the number one polluter in the world. Never. Yeah, this is like clean air in China. So once Laura Ingram realized, well, this guy's, you know, breathed in a little too much smoke. Maybe we should just be warmongers here and blame China. Uh, this guy is on Newsmax. And uh, I'll just play this without any comment. Orange smog here in New York City. Have you heard about it? Uh, many cities on the East Coast primarily have this big blanket of orange smog right over the top of it. Our woke friends to the north in Canada, their forest fires got out of hand. And, uh, well, this is what we're dealing with. It's complicating some people's lives, uh, but it's manageable. I'll tell you, it actually smells like wood smoke. It's... <laughs> Not an unpleasant odor, to be honest. It's kind of weird when it seeps into the building, uh, but outdoors, I can deal with it. Folks with respiratory issues, though, that's a that's a real thing, a real complication. Mm -hmm. The White House is trying to exploit this, saying it's all because of global warming and the normal talking points that go with that. I don't think that's the case. I think it's a forest fire. This actually has happened a couple of times before in history, and um, for the time being. We can live with it, but it is pretty, it actually is pretty. <laughs> it's a beautiful, interesting aura the city has right now. That's Greg Kelly. His father is the longest serving police commissioner here in New York City. 
That's Greg Kelly. I, I, I'm going to move on. Uh, so uh, Laura Ingram says we should invade China because of the smoke. Uh, I didn't know the, the. But anyway, here is Jean Pirro on Fox News. And she says we should blame Canada and not work with Canada to put the fire out. We should blame Canada and talk tough. Joe Biden gets up there and he says, uh, we're going to put together a national interagency fire response to work with Canada. No, you're the president of the United States. They have done something that has harmed people in the United States. Another president would have said, what are you doing to stop this? Why is this happening? This is a serious health hazard for the people in my country. But what does Biden do? He joins the wrongdoing. He creates this ideological issue and says, well, put more money in it. Mm. Our money. How bad do things have to get? You know, accelerationists, there were accelerationists before Hitler came to power who said, ah, you know what? Let Hitler take over. The voters will see how bad he is. And then the left will win. How bad do things have to get before the conservatives, the Republicans, admit that they're completely full of it? That what? They, they just care about money, even if it means the planet, we all end up dead? How bad do things have to get? January 6th, right? We all thought, ah, that's it. Trump is done. January 6th. No. Uvalde, right? Those kids. And you see the police officers. They had hundreds of police officers with body armor and assault weapons. And they were all terrified of one, one shooter. And they didn't go in to save the children. And we all watched that and we thought, well, this is it. The Republicans will come to their senses. This is it. How bad does it have to get? And now I look out. New York City, covered in smog. You can't go outside. And people are denying it. You got this Greg Kelly, the police commissioner's son, saying it's beautiful. It's a forest fire. This has happened couple of times before in the history of the planet. Yes, that's why the dinosaurs went extinct, you moron. People will say whatever to make money, to make money. This is greed. This is greed. This is about greed and power. How bad does it have to get before these people come around? They don't. They don't come around. They never ever admit they're wrong or take responsibility. And they are making us dumber and dumber. And if you say it loud enough and with enough authority, the dumb people believe you. Here is Jesse Waters giving away the game today. This is him on The Five. He, if you're lucky enough not to know who Jesse Waters is, he has a show on Fox. It's one of their top rated programs. And he was complaining about Joe Biden doing student loan forgiveness. And here's Jesse Waters giving away the game. 
He knows that the, now the way the parties have flipped over, the more education you have, the more likely you are to vote for a Democrat. The more education you have, the more likely you are to vote for a Democrat. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What is what are the Democrats? What is the left going to do? Are you going to let the bullies and the idiots kill us? Because they're killing us. The bullies and the idiots, the the morons. They're the ones who think we have the greatest health care system in the world. They're the ones who say America is the most generous country on the planet. You have to be an uneducated moron to think that America has the best health care in the world. And you'd have to be an uneducated moron to believe that these forest fires were caused by anything other than fossil fuels. Uneducated morons. Uh, they're killing us. The uneducated morons are killing us. I'm David Feldman reminding you to stay strong and protect the weak. But if somebody's an uneducated moron, don't argue with them. There are 100 million Americans who don't vote. You're not going to get the uneducated morons to vote for you. Give up. There are 100 million Americans who don't vote. Uh, I have a feeling they're pretty smart. Those are the ones you have to uh, present your argument to. But don't waste your time with your crazy uncle. They want to die and they want they want to bring us with them. It is an apocalyptic death cult. The Republican Party, it's like Heaven's Gate and Donald Trump is dough, and they want us to put on our Nike, Nike sneakers, cut our balls off, and fly up to the Comet Cahotec. It's Heaven's Gate, that cult in San Diego. Can't argue with those people. They're lost. It's a religious cult, just like Heaven's Gate. Not the movie, the religious cult. Read about them. I'm David Feldman, reminding you to stay strong and protect the weak.